What's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, March 6th, man, National Dentist Day or the 8th or I don't know. I, I, I can't remember anymore. It was today, but I don't think it's really today. Today is Friday and I think it happens on Sunday or something. Anyway, long story short, made up holiday, but my staff got me like little gifty gifts and some caffeine and stuff like that, which I usually need. Actually, my hygienist, she got me like the raddest gift ever. It was a little thing and it said before dentistine and it was some coffee. And then the other one was after dentistine and it was some tequila. So yeah, yeah. Good day. Good day. I mixed it up though. I did the tequila first. Uh, <laughs> anyway, a uh, couple just uh, things, and I, I think I've talked about this before. I don't know what it is about dentistry as a profession that people think they can, you know, kick open the d- door and demand to be seen, like, right this fucking second for something. It's like, I don't, I don't have a chair and an assistant and, like, the desire uh, to see you for your bullshit right now. Like, you got to wait you know, a patient of a record needing an adjustment on a partial, like chill the fuck out. Um, we had this other one that it was kind of, kind of interesting. Like, um, I am pretty liberal with pain medication, right? Cause I do a lot of surgery. I do a lot of surgery. I feel like if I, uh, remove like fucking all your teeth in one go, which is something that I do on the daily. Like, yeah, three days of pain medication does not seem uh, out of the the normal scope of dentistry for that. You know, particularly tough I- extraction, you know, different different things. Most of the time, if I'm doing like one tooth and it's simple, I'm not offering. I'm just like, yeah, and for pain, ibuprofen, Tylenol, blah, 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 Benadryl before you go to bed after dinner, you know, that whole shit. Um, but if it's, if, if, if it's of note, it's like, Hey, what do you want for pain? If anything, some people tell me, no lady the other day told me, uh, she just does CBD. And I was like, all right. You know, uh, I had a professor in dental school that was like, he's like the leading researcher on, uh, green dentistry is, I guess we'll call it, you know, like CBD and, you know, different things as uh post-operative pain and different stuff. Dr. Barry Taylor, he's a, he's a pro executive director of the Oregon Dental Association at the moment. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I, I got some good information on that, what studies have been done. It's like, you want to do that? 100%, go for it. I just ask, don't smoke it because that'll disturb your blood clot and that can cause uh, some post-operative problems, but drops, tinctures, edibles, whatever, like, you know, uh, do your thing. I'm fine with that. Uh, but I had a guy today that he came in and he wanted to get a uh, a partial, but he's got some teeth that need to be extracted on the bottom, but he, he told them he didn't want to address that today. At the end of the appointment, he's like, well, can I just get these extracted on the bottom when they deliver my top? And we're like, yeah, sure. And he's like, well, can I give, uh, can I get some pain medication? You know, because he's partial, we'll deliver that in a couple of weeks. And it's like, well, I'm not going to give you fucking two weeks of pain medicine, that's for certain. So I, I do the thing that I always do when someone asks for pain medicine. It's like, oh, you know, we can, if it's really bothering you, we might as well just get it done right now. You know, we can do those extractions today. And he's like, oh, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt that bad. It's like, all right, yeah. Well, ibuprofen then, dude. Like, come on now. It either hurts and you want it addressed or it's not that big of a deal. 
uh, and then I'm not going to give you pain meds. So that's kind of today. Today is a, a weird day because now I'm going to pick up uh, the wife and the kiddo, and we got to go get the kiddo a uh, ultrasound uh, to, to check out his hip, and he might end up in a little, like, hip brace thing, which he gets really fussy and he wants to be in certain positions. So I really hope that we don't have to do that because it just sounds like it would be two weeks of uh, rage baby and we have enough rage baby. Um, there's only so many things that, that can calm him down. We've been watching a lot of movies. I think he's at an age where he sort of looks like Gollum. So we watched the, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings movies and uh, kind of compared him. Maybe I'll throw a comparison photo on the on the Facebook. You can judge for yourself on what my child looks like. Um, he's really cute. I'm just fucking around a little bit. But I'm sort of babies and Gollum. Yeah, right? You, you, you can see where I'm getting at. Uh, we watched all the John Wicks. Uh, he, was, he was pretty into those. We're, we're watching Sons of Anarchy right now, which is uh, a weird show. Because when it came out, I think it was sort of, unlike other things that were on television at the time. And it was like an envelope pushing show and they were doing some stuff and, you know, it has some really like, you know, Ron Perlman's in it. He's, you know, uh, amazing. It has some good character actors. And I think uh, the guy that plays, I guess the lead Jax Teller uh, is Charlie Hunnam. I, I guess like it, it's sort of where he, built some 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 chops because uh, i remember by the end of the series and i think we're like we just started season four and he's starting to get like his acting has really matured but man in the first like two seasons it's it's pretty horrible but i didn't recognize that at the time because there wasn't a lot of like really good like prestige television um back then i think uh you know breaking bad kind of changed the landscape uh for shows that were like Sons was FX, if I remember. Anyway, and now, you know, like every every 10 minutes, uh, HBO is putting out something that's just uh, amazing. You think back to like, you know, I think where the defining era of television kind of started was like Sopranos. And you look at that. And now you're like, mm. there's been so much better stuff since then. And uh, yeah, I, I think I misremembered how good Sons was. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's enjoyable. I like watching, you know, these these bikers get rowdy and silly. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was weird. It was also uh, I, I, it was pretty progressive of a show for being about uh, bikers, which is not like the most inclusive uh, group of people that I can think of. But they have one uh, one character, Tick Trigger, who openly bisexual, I guess, in, in the show, in a, in a decent portrayal uh, of that. Um, ahead of its time, just kind of a interesting. I think later they have a, a transgender character that's also, you know, not played for laughs. It's, it's kind of weird to, like, watch some of the older stuff and how much, like, you look at fucking them first Ace Ventura, right? You're like, oh, shit, man. That was the whole, that was a whole movie. Crazy. Um, and it's, uh, it's amazingly like a bit gag in like every comedy from the 80s through almost the entirety of the 90s, 80s, 90s. So, yeah, hey, interesting. It's just a, it's a good show. It's weird because uh, the guy that made it, Kurt Sutter, uh, he did like some other shows and he's like a really 
good uh, director. And he's like a, a, a pretty cool guy. And every show that he did since Sons is just like sort of spectacularly failed. Like he did this one that was called The Executioner, I think. And it's supposed to be like medieval and follow like, you know, the King's Executioner. It was crap. It was super crap. Um, and then I think he did a sequel to Sons that I've never seen. It's called The Mayans that uh, follows a different motorcycle gang. So it's just kind of like the Sons from a different perspective. I don't know if it's uh, the same time or a different time or if there's series overlap or if it's a true sequel or, or whatever. Uh, we're probably going to watch it after Sons of Anarchy. I remember the reason I didn't watch it is because it follows uh, the Mayans are uh, uh, Latino bikers. And there's a fair amount of it that's uh, done in Spanish, which is great, but I don't speak Spanish. And I think it was out during the time I was in dental school. So I would have these things on as sort of background watch while I'd study. Can't really do that with subtitles. It's a little, little too hard to follow. Uh, so I didn't get into it just because I couldn't pay attention enough to it. So I'm wondering if uh, I could uh, pay attention more to it now and I know, like, the hip thing in, like, kids' cartoons uh, is, like, they do a lot of stuff with, like, languages and, like, you know, uh, multiple languages. So kids are exposed to, like, a second language really early. Uh, Spanish, I think, is the most, like, useful second language for, like, where we live uh, right now. So getting Jensen some Spanish exposure by watching Latino bikers, like, murder people, I think is positive parenting. So uh, so we're going to try that. We're going to going to see what he can uh what he can learn i'm also i'm just like gearing up to have like weird patient teacher conferences in the future like uh yeah well first your child called me a puta and then uh he told me that the ibis was the shittest bird and i'll be like both of those things sound true to me uh yeah 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 i'll probably send my wife to the, the conferences instead of me that would probably be bad uh yeah so i think i think this was a good 10 minute ramble um we're, we're trying to get ryan uh together we're supposed to talk this weekend hopefully but there's like snow and i'm supposed to fix a shed and uh i might get saddled with four geriatric dogs with health conditions so we'll kind of kind of see how things are going uh with that and if we get that together or not so yeah what's interesting about this is like again dennis day it's march i think march 6th uh so that's when i recorded this it'll be funny to see when uh when this makes a podcast all right later so like every day in dentistry is just the same day like your day more often than not, is just filled with the same stuff. So today is everybody gets an endo referral day, which is a weird day because I do I do a lot of endo. I really like endo. I think endo is probably my favorite thing. That and like surgery that makes me feel like a wizard, like uh, wisdom teeth. Is I know a lot of people don't do them and things like that, but there's some ones that are just really easy like you touch the tooth and it's gonna fly out and uh yeah those make me feel really cool i like those um but endo some, something about it just like the process is always like very you know i'm sweat i'm sweat you, know, you do the thing do the thing like it's uh, always kind of the same and it's very you know if you uh uh case select it's very predictable so so i like that but these were 
<laughs> these were case selections I do not do. Like, I don't like to do a retreat unless it's in the, like, 8-9. It's giant. You know, it looks like it's going to be <laughs> very easy to isolate and get to. I've done a retreat here and there on, on teeth like that. But even those ones, it's like, eh, there's enough of this. I don't I don't really want to do <laughs> do more than that. So uh, number 12, and if if the endo looks, like, pretty good, I think uh, someone told me that the retreat is usually a little bit easier to do. It's the ones that um, they look like garbage. It was probably really hard to get into. It's going to be hard to instrument. Like, there's a lot of different things. Like, those are the you know, ones that are going to be more difficult. So this, this endo, uh, just looks, doesn't look like missed canals, but like, you know, voidy fill and, you know, it's not right at the apex and some, some different stuff. So it's like, we're going to let the endodontist, uh, go after that one. It's also through a crown, which is another thing I don't love. I've done it before. Um, and I'd, I'd prefer to do it with like a metal occlusal. Um, cause then, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, the crown's not going to explode while I'm trying to do it. I have done uh, the errant one through porcelain here and there, but it's not often. And it's usually like a weird situation and they're well parked of it's like, you know, the crown might explode and then you need a new crown. But I'm willing to, you know, it looks like a straightforward enough endo if we can get in there that I'm willing to, you know, like attempt it uh, just to go through the crown. So we had somebody that and this is a weird case, like they were from. Uh, I don't know, some other place like Baltimore or something. They saw a dentist there and uh, they got some crowns prepped and then they went to go to the seat appointment like right before they were moving to this area and the crowns just didn't fit and they ordered some remake crowns. And uh, uh, anyway, I ended up reseating or reseating, seating the, the remake crowns um, for them and went fine you know they fit really good i thought they looked good enough there was one uh particular tooth uh i don't remember what it was but it's just like i think the margin was a little too super gingival i think it would have looked better if the margin was down a a little bit more because it's on the buckle aspect but other than that i thought they're fine um one of the teeth had a like one of the shortest preps i've ever seen so it's like well i don't love this this is really short you know i'm going to use uh, you know, a resin cement, basically like I'm going to sort of cheat a buildup in here in a, in a, in addition, you know, um, as, as best I can. Uh, but really this tooth, if it fails, it might need a post and it was like a root canal tooth. So that would be, you know, an option. Um, but anyway, so I did this and this was like six, eight months, something, ago some amount of time and then the person like came in today uh because their number seven started hurting over the weekend they saw another dentist and that dentist said uh that they need a root canal and i was like okay why do they want to come see me and they're like well because they feel like that should be covered under the warranty and i'm like what warranty and they apparently i guess the office in baltimore or whatever told them they had like a five-year warranty it's like yeah so I just kind of put these, you know, on there. Like he charged out the, the good crowns. Like I, I just put on the, the remakes. I kind of, this is like, you know, uh, scratching each other's back, trying to help you out because you're moving and you don't want to have to go all the way back there to get your crown seated, uh, type thing. So it's like, you know, I, I don't offer a warranty on other people's work. 
So you would have to, you know, contact them, you know, if that's a thing. And I have no idea what was what was said, but don't don't involve me with that. So on this one, uh, the endo, you know, it was through a crown, but I mean, it didn't look like the most difficult thing in the world. I'd be interested to do it if it was a different patient. You know, sometimes patient factors are, are where you got to be. And then we had another uh, pain that I couldn't really replicate. Uh, there's a root canal tooth. Might also be, he's got like a wisdom tooth. It could be a number of things going on. So I did a referral there. And then there was another one that, uh, it was a molar, it's fractured, and I probably could have done it, but, you know, I was already referring so much. I was like, I'm going to, endodontist is going to be reminded of why he likes me. So I'm sending him all this, all this stuff today. So, so yeah, it's been an endo day. Let's see. I'm going to try to pause this because I'm going to run in by some chicken food. All right. Everyone managed to, like, fucking run out of food at the same time. So I got chicken food and duck food and bunny food and geese food, just all, all sorts of shit. And it's interesting because, like, you know, eggs are, I don't know, like five bucks a dozen or some bullshit right now. So, like, this is just starting. They have the brooders out. They don't have little chicks yet. Um, and there's plenty of people that are going to, like, they're in there and they're going to start raising chickens. And they're, like talking and ask questions and it's just like ah i don't know i feel like you shouldn't just buy animals willy-nilly especially for like egg production like if you don't like we we had the coop and stuff already and there's been a lot of stuff that has gone into taking care of chickens and you know keeping alive and doing surgery on their feet and you know feeding them the supplements to make their eggs good and Blah, blah, blah. And like, there's people that are like, oh, I want to get, you know, I don't need many eggs. So maybe just one or two chickens. That's not, it's not a thing. Like birds, they're flock. Like, you know, they have to be in a flock. They're, they're social. They have to, you know, have friends and pal around. And it's a big part of, they're not going to thrive. Like if you have a chicken or two chickens, you know, you know, sometimes just to keep birds happy, you need more birds. And it could be a lot. You know, it's kind of fun and rewarding and stuff, but it's, you know, if if you're trying to do it for egg production for one person, you need a plan on having enough to fucking sell eggs. It's just what you got to do. You can't just have, like, one chicken. It's just a weird, weird thing. Don't do that. Unless you're the chicken's going to, like, live in your house and, and be your friend and you're going to socialize with it. And I guess, I mean, you can do that. I heard about a guy, like, on a boat. They took like a boat trip, like a super long, like around the world boat thing. And he had like a chicken and it would lay an egg and that's part of his diet. And he would like hang out with the chicken. But I always, it's like chickens eat a fair amount of shit. So it's like, I wonder how much chicken feed he had to bring for the one chicken for his boat thing. Probably just one giant bag. Anyway, uh, snow. So it's, snowed it snowed a lot today it snowed so much that they closed schools so like my hygienist didn't come in um so we had to reschedule some patients there but one of the things like i'm just so busy like the thought of rescheduling a full day is daunting it's like i don't i don't care so much about the lost production i mean i do um i you know <laughs> numerous reasons i need to get people through the door and stuff but 
I just don't have places to reschedule you to. So it's very, very tricky. And I had this one case um, that we did. Uh, the surgeon did an all in four. I placed, uh, you know, an immediate uh, temp for that. And it was it wasn't ideal. Just she's got like combination syndrome. It was just it turned out to be a really difficult uh, temporary denture just for a, a couple of reasons. Usually those are really straightforward. This this one just wasn't with how it was made and how the alveo was performed. It, it was just a trickier one than I had hoped it would be. It's not a big deal. That's why we do a temporary one to begin with, right? We're going to let you heal. We're going to make some notes. We're going to, you know, make the final one, you know, really good. So it is, is what it is. But she, uh, when you do any kind of immediate placement stuff, you're t- kind of making some guesses and you're making guesses about what the fuck the soft tissue is going to do. Right. So the soft tissue, like you might do a, a giant surgery on someone and then you see them the next day or whatever. And the soft t- tissue is like still done nothing. Uh, or it, it looks like you like inflated a balloon in there. Like you were like a clown making a fucking balloon animal. You're like, Oh, I'm going to make a puppy right here. You know, it's just like insane. And when you get all that swelling, of course, you know, you get, sore spots and things like that but with a um you know screw in you, you really don't want to be unscrewing it you don't want to be unscrewing it and until you get through you know on the diagram you know the secondary stability and that type of stuff so you a couple months you don't you don't want to be fucking touching that thing now sometimes you know you can you can do a little bit of a adjusting with some burrs in the mouth and, and some stuff like that so she came in and she's she swelled up so much and i relieved the denture you know in the mouth in a couple areas which is tricky and not not my favorite thing to do um got that through started uh she was already on like paradex or something i think we <coughs> she was on one antibiotic from the surgeon already and she was finishing that so anyway so we looked at this we made some adjustments got it feeling a little bit better then she called back in a couple days and she said it, it was worse and all this stuff and it's man you know all in four that's like the cadillac uh treatment plan so you want to give the cadillac experience right and and having them be in pain for several weeks is not it so i was like all right i'm going to see you monday morning i'm going to prescribe you uh another antibiotic for over the weekend i did flagell because what i'm thinking is like she was saying it feels like it's infected like there's infection it's like you know it's possible suture line got infected that's under the denture it's hard to deal with you know, let's get a really strong antibiotic on board. Um, let's see how it does over the weekend. And then we'll come in and on, on Monday, you know, I might have to take it off. And if I have to take it off, I might not be able to put it back on. You know, there's, there's, it opens a different, uh, can of complications that we don't really want to go into, but we'll keep that as an option. We'll just give it a couple of days on this. So. It's snowing and all this. I'm like, fuck, you know, I really like I don't have anywhere else to to put this one in like this is big. I've kind of like thought about it and stressed about it over the weekend because I really want, you know, this experience to be good. And and this person to, you know, have a have a, a good experience with all in four because all in four is like, you know, it's, it, it's a big thing. Right. It's a big investment. And you, you know, you want people to be rewarded for that. Now, granted, you know, it's a big surgery, too. So there's. There's post-operative healing and there's that, that type of stuff. So I come in, you know, I brave the fucking snow and ice to, to get into work. I come in, I look and she's fucking rescheduled. I'm like, shit, the snow. She doesn't drive a tank like I do. So she couldn't make it here. Well, fuck. So wait till nine o'clock call her. 
So they wait till nine o'clock and call her. And she's like, oh, with the snow, I didn't want to come in because I feel so good. Everything's gone down. It feels great. I'm not worried about anything. So, I mean, it worked out really well. But it's just like, well, of course, because um, I probably could have called this a, a snow day. It's better now. And Oregon's like weird because uh, we get snow, but we get it at the wrong times and people don't know how to drive in it. Like I just went and got chicken feed and came back. And I didn't see any snow anywhere on this entire drive. Now, there's probably still snow at my house because I live up in the mountain a little bit. But it's just funny how quickly it shuts down everything just to just as quickly go away. Anyway, um, that's a little bit about today. I'll probably add more to this later. Sometimes the world is black and tears run from your eyes. And maybe we'll all get really sick. And maybe we'll all die. So let's build a snowman. We can make them our best friend. We can name him Tom. We can name him George. We can make him tall. Or we can make him not so tall. Snowman. We'll have a happy face, a happy smile, a happy point of view. If you build me a snowman, then I'll build one for you. So let's build a snowman. We can make him our best friend. We can name him Bob, or we can name him Beowulf. We can make him tall, or we can make him not so tall. Snowman. Hey! Snowman, snowman, snowman.